explaining to do. And you can start by explaining what the hell all these cans of spicy mackerel are doing all over the floor here. Ooh, mackerel. Hello, friends. And uh, welcome in to this 110th edition of Fusebox, compassionately entitled A Desirable Harm, because you know you want it, right? I'm your caught between the devil and the deep blue sea host, Mark Rose, and over there, the always dependable and uh, seemingly nonchalant, benevolent dictator of decibels, Milk Keynes, everybody. Thank you kindly. And uh, here we go, the great beyond again. <laughs> yes, we do, sir, indeed. This is uh, the hereby uh, now certified second show of our uh, fifth year in doing whatever in hell this is. And uh, we're just as pleased as a bowl of grubs to have you along with us. Mmm, grubs. Yes, uh, we, we did indeed have uh, some fun on the last show doing a little Q&A with yours truly here. Thanks to you, Mr. Keynes, for uh, making that a very uh, interesting and uh, provocative interview, sir. Yeah, that was fun. Although, uh, I gotta say, man, I am a bit disappointed that you didn't get the chance to actually uh, face the spatula. <laughs> well, I, I want to say, I for one uh, do not share your disappointment there. And uh, friends, if you did not catch... That uh, last installment of our humble show, please do so, as it's a it's a a fun excursion, highlighted by the uh, aforementioned uh, Q and A with a special uh, penalty for not answering a question from Inquisitor Keynes over there, uh, and that being whacked in the neck by a spatula. I'm telling you, man, stuff like that keeps us on top, amigo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure it does, Mr. Keynes. <laughs> God. Uh, I want to mention, by the way, that uh, we did receive a message from our fearless leader here on the Overnightscape Underground channel. Yes, the one, the only, Frank Edward Nora, who... Uh, he told us we had 30 days to move out. Uh, well, not quite, thankfully. Um, cause I'm not doing this show from under a bridge. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, indeed. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Frank was, uh, as always, most gracious and, uh, absolutely wondrously tangential. Just the way we like it here on Fusebox. Box. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Mr. Keynes, if you would, and uh, give that one a spin. Hey, this is Frank Edward Nora from The Overnightscape, and I want to congratulate you guys, Mark, Milt, and the rest of the gang on five years on The Overnightscape Underground. I love your show. I love having you here on The Overnightscape Underground, and I missed the fifth year anniversary show. I just got home from work. In fact, this is uh, my first day back to work in 2019. I had a week and a half off. And I have to say, I, I have my notes right here 
from December 3rd, 2018. Mark Rose. Hey, gang, Fusebox will be commemorating the start of its fifth year on OnSug. And I, I wrote it all down, and it was on my to-do list. And then it got lost in a shuffle. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. But anyway, I was absolutely intending on on uh, trying to make it for your fifth anniversary show. Hopefully you can play this on a subsequent show. I am very sorry. Um, what else do I have written down here? I have some weird notes. Oh, yeah, the true, you know, the movie True Stories. You know, the David Byrne, the Talking Heads movie. They just released the, the complete soundtrack for the first time. These are the notes I have uh, before I wrote down to do it. And my Think It. The Think It is a great little fidget toy. This is a real product. It's not like a fake product. It's a, it's a metal cylinder and a metal rod. And they go and you stick the rod inside and it goes back and forth with magnets. It only costs like $70. It's cheap. And... Um, I had to, I, I made up the name of a character that was not very good, and uh, I didn't do anything with it. Mosey Paydirt. Is that a good name for a character? Mosey Paydirt. I see. I forgot all this stuff. I forgot everything. Paragon Icon Mania. See, I wrote down all these like 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 incoherent notes. Maybe that's what happened. I think I was incoherent when I wrote down my my note to self. Record fifth anniversary for. Uh, for Fusebox. See, I'm playing with my Think It. Oh, yeah. I was also researching Branson, Missouri. You know, you always hear about this place, Branson, Missouri. It's supposed to be this great place. And on that same day, I was like going on Google Maps. I'm like, this place looks horrible. There's nothing good here. It's out in the middle of nowhere. I think it's like around where that TV show Ozark was based. You know, that, that movie with, um, uh, you know what I'm talking about, that guy. Uh, you know that show Ozark? It's on like Netflix or something. Um, the hell is that guy's name? I don't know. And he has a sister, too. Why Why am I having a... I'm trying to do a tribute, and I'm having, like, a mental block. All right, let me look this up. Ozark. Completely slipping my mind. There he is. There's a picture of him. Starring... It doesn't say he was starring. I'm sorry. I'm getting off topic here. Your show is great. Fusebox is great. And I'm like... And, um, Jason Bateman and his, and his sister is Justine Bateman. Yeah. Ozark. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. I don't know. It's... it's 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 a decent show. It's not like something you need to like rush out and watch, but that's like where Branson is, right? Branson is like what? Like I was thinking, should I go there? Like it's supposed to like I, I know Dolly Parton has a whole outpost there, right? Because I went to Dollywood in uh, in Tennessee. That was very cool. I mean, honestly, it was fantastic. It wasn't like oh, it's a hokey like like junky place. It was a really great amusement park, and the the whole Dolly Parton museum was very moving. You know. They even had her little coat of many colors from her childhood. Oh, it's my coat. They had the original coat of many colors, but they didn't tell you if it was the original one or a reproduction. It's a museum. Shouldn't shouldn't they tell you in a museum if it's the real one? Because they were so poor. And this theme park is in the same town. <laughs> it is like this this like weird little town, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. They built the theme park in her in her town. And then the whole thing burned down. And everyone, we said, oh, we're going to Dollywood. They're like, oh, my God, it all burned down. We went there. We saw no evidence of any fire whatsoever. It was so weird. And that, oh, yeah, it was it was the other side of the forest that burned down. You know? That's what I'm trying to say. See, this is actually interesting. These are my notes I wrote down that I didn't get to. See, there's other things I didn't get to besides recording the tribute to Fusebox. A great concept, a pointless object to just carry around. Sort of like the Think It. But like a whole society obsessed with 
coming up with an, a completely pointless object to carry around. I think I got that idea when I was in um, J.C. Penney. No, didn't J.C. Penney go out of business? I went to that mall, the Staten Island Mall, and I think it, no, I think there are some. I was in J.C. Penney, and I got this concept that there were so many pointless objects for sale in J.C. Penney. Anyway, again, congratulations on five years. I'm so sorry I missed it, and uh, I missed your tribute show. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. I'll put on my MP3 player, listen to it on my way into work here in 2019. And, of course, I have my empty bottle here. Uh, it's an, it's, see? It's an empty bottle, Jefferson's Very Small Batch Blend of Straight Bourbon Whiskeys. And there's actually an image of Thomas Jefferson on there. This is going to be the bottle of yellow things. And I'm starting – that's my goal for 2019. It may, it, this will probably require several years. This will not be in, until the 2020s. This is done. I need small yellow objects. And I, as I go in my travels, I'm going to try to like look for small yellow objects. And this bottle will be filled with tiny yellow things. It could take 10 years. And you know what? Your fuse box will still be here in 10 years, in 20 years. It's going to keep going just like the bottle of yellow things. You know? I'm so excited about this. Do you, have, do you have any yellow things you could? I don't know. If, you, if you have any small yellow objects lying around, just just let me know. Anyways, congratulations, the fifth anniversary of Fusebox. Wow, sounds like we got a lot of work to do, Padrone. I mean, if we're gonna be around for another uh, twenty years, I accept the challenge. Of course, I may be nothing more than a head in a jar, but. Uh... See episode 1666. Obedience is freedom. Nuff said. You know, uh, Frank was looking for some uh, yellow stuff to put in his uh, jar of things. Yeah, I, I might actually have uh, some old tie stick that has uh, gone a bit yellow by now. It might. Uh... Yeah, I don't think that's what he's uh, he's looking for. But but you know, Frank, uh, let me check with Eco uh, and Milo, the Japanese pocket squirrels, as they are notorious hoarders, as you know. Yellow things! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I might even ask uh, Tid Trentwell, too. He's got those travel-sized bottles of thigh oil he uses all the time. Oh, good point, yeah. I'm sure we can uh, contribute some stuff to fill his jar of things. <laughs> Thanks so much again, Frank, for the uh, kind words and the uh, generosity for sure, because, you know, many may not know this, but uh, all the folks here on the uh, Onsug channel exist there through the extreme generosity of Mr. Nora. I mean, no one pays a cent to be hosted on his site. And uh, may I also say that no one in my personal pod-crusting experience has uh, served as archivist the way uh, Mr. Nora does. All of these shows and the shows of all the other producers on this channel are uh, very dutifully co uh, collected each and uh, every month, and backed up on uh, archive.org. So, a further preservation action is in place to keep all the programs secure. Which is fabulous. Because if <laughs> you're, you're like some of us, past shows are long gone from our 2005 incarnation. So, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, Frank's one of the good guys. You know? White hat. Spurs and all. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, and there he goes, off into the sunset. Well, friends, coming up in a bit, we have a pretty damn cool little piece from Jody Lorimer for your dancing and dining enjoyment. So please, stay right where you are. Well, don't give yourself a cramp or anything. Are you tired of endless video streams of silly animal tricks, awkward human calamities, and half-baked conspiracy theories? Yeah. Now. That would be four. Meh. On this. Pech. Possibly. Uh, gosh, Uncle Carl. These podcasts are nothing but hot, steaming piles of shit. How does a guy find a decent podcast these days, anyway? <laughs> I know what you mean, Timmy. Here, try Fusebox. Apply Fusebox to infected area only. Wow! Thanks, Uncle Carl! Fusebox is the shit! Yes! Relive great Fusebox audio moments of past shows or current shows or current shows made previous to past shows running currently in the past. Feed your ears for hours of not really video but feels like it knee-slapping, sometime wholesome but not really audio goodness. Check out the Fusebox show on YouTube today. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. So, uh, we're still closed, yeah? Yeah, locked up tight, son. Well, friends, as many who live in the U.S. certainly must be aware, the uh, (laughs) federal government at least as of uh, this recording date, part of it is officially closed for business. Yeah, but just the essential part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's correct. Essential services. You know, like the IRS, Parks Department, Immigration Courts, National Museums, and uh, certain other essential services like... Um, TSA and uh, air traffic controllers are uh, continuing to slog away, but uh, certainly under protest. As a matter of fact, some of the TSA workers did a mass call-in sick day and uh, as a very passive protest. Of course, there was a $10,000 raise in store for the top government brass. Including the VP that was supposed to kick in, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, according to the uh, Associated Press, uh, that's being delayed uh, at present. And the uh, pay hike uh, apparently was due to a wage freeze that was due to expire on January 5th. Lucky them. And in case you don't know, this whole debacle is a result of the now infamous, quote, wall, end quote, that the orange one wants to build from sea to shining sea, as it were, to uh, allegedly prevent illegals from entering the country. Uh, now, even though the stats that have been released lately by the State Department show that folks coming into the country from the southern border, at least last year, 2018, were in the single digits. And the overwhelming number came in through other means and locations, like airports. Kind of weird, too, that the shutdown affects border security folks. I mean, they're they're working for free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Homeland Security is one of those areas, by the way, that is uh, for certain uh, affected. 
which seems a bit counterproductive at best. But uh, what the hell do I know? Well, I do know this. The Government Workers' Union has filed suit as a result of this present shutdown. Not new. We, uh, we had one of those suits uh, in 2013, as it turns out. And that lawsuit was ruled just and fair, but was headed off at the uh, pass uh, as the shutdown was terminated and, you know, activities resumed, so they didn't have to do that. But uh, they've, already, uh, they've already taken steps to uh, pursue legal actions here. Yeah, I, I just got to tell you, man, the thing that gets me is that these folks are being used as pawns in this thing. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a bunch of folks who don't give a rat's nose hair which party is in charge, but do care big time when they get paid. Uh, well, there's, what, nearly 800,000 workers are uh, affected in this uh, shutdown? You know, the thing is, Orange Guy, he has never experienced going without. Really. You know, or, or not being sure you should make that car payment in favor of maybe uh, buying groceries. You know, as, as a, a business owner myself, I'm <laughs> intimately familiar with those edges, friends, as I'm sure anyone who is their own boss is as well. It's, it's just not a fun place to play. Kind of like Utah. <laughs> Perhaps. So, at least to me, this just sort of smacks of spoiled bratism. You know what I mean? No, you can't have that. It's mine. I get to have everything. See? That's what... Huh? What do you do? Thing is, he says this damn thing could go on for months. Even years. Well, we'll see if uh, the courts share that uh, same opinion in terms of uh, the government workers. It, it seems unlikely that it would be allowed to go on that long, but, you know... And you know... The damnedest thing is, both the Senate and the Congress had a funding bill ready to go. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Trump had a change of ass or something. and Hmm, uh, the ass-hearted. Hmm, this requires more research. But in the meanwhile, yes, that is exactly what has transpired, and we're back to square zero at this point. Uh, I share the frustration, folks. The, the, the uh, gears of obligation continue to grind, regardless of our uh, circumstances. And, uh, the, and, and, and the notion that uh, in the cases of landlords, that they will, quote, work with you, is at best delusional. Sorry. I'm thinking a stinking good case could be made that he hasn't been so workable with some of his tenants. At least that's what the record shows. Yeah, I, I really hope this gets a quick resolution. It's it's miserable to watch innocent folks be used like this. So uh, keep your third eyes peeled for legal proceedings on this one, friends. Should prove to be enlightening, to say the least. So when uh, our dear friend and collaborator Jody Lorimer first sent me this little piece for consideration and fiddlement, uh, there are actually two separate segments in it, and um, I have since uh, split that in half to give a similar treatment to the second part in a uh, subsequent show. 
the uh, original thought was that uh, they'd be segment pieces for the Office of Informational Anomalies, a, uh, a little thing we do on uh, Fusebox from time to time. But upon review, I thought, you know, they'd make great little spoken word excursions all by themselves. So, submitted for your approval is It's Raining, It's Pouring. Every night around bedtime, the people in the little English village of Ipswich on the sea would hear a sing-songy old nursery rhyme drifting through the darkening fog. It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring, went to bed, bumped his head, and didn't get up in the morning. After the novelty wore off, and the pub discussions grew more menacing, the village found itself bracing for the nightly send-off to bed, and many began to wonder if they would get up in the morning. The children found it fun at first, but rumors of a nocturnal murderous lunatic soon had them all refusing to go to bed at all, and frantic parents were run ragged by their hysterical crying. It went on for months, and the villagers stumbled through their daily chores with darkening circles under their eyes like actors in a horror movie who are terrified of falling asleep and being made into pod people. Mistakes were made, auto accidents increased, children slept at their desks, and so did teachers. Snoring echoed down the corridors of City Hall, paperwork piled up in drifts. People gathered in church in the evenings to hold hands and drown out the cursed nursery rhyme with prayer. Others gathered in the pub to drown it with pints and loud Irish music. When they were awake, attempting to live their now relinquished normal lives, the earworm was there in their heads, chanting, Didn't get up in the morning. Eventually, the song wasn't heard only once a night but would play intermittently all night long, driving terrified people to drastic measures far beyond earplugs and pillows over their heads. Some lined their bedrooms with layers of acoustic tiles. Others wore headphones and listened to horrific news from the BBC, which didn't help them sleep either. Others resorted to playing the Chieftains, Metallica, and even Barry Manilow on repeat, but only woke up to the verses of Mandy that pursued them all day like a dreary ghost. Something had to be done. The crazed inhabitants of Ipswich implored the government to investigate and to, for the love of God, stop this nightly horror. A crack team was dispatched, although the fervent requests for a shaman to assuage what must be a disgruntled spirit, or at least the archbishop to come bless the town, went unanswered. A team of electricians finally tracked the offending audio to an industrial park, where, for whatever peculiar reason, the alarm system had been set up not to ring, but to play the nursery rhyme to frighten potential bandits. Apparently, the creep factor made it very successful as a deterrent. The alarm, it was discovered, was being triggered by the nocturnal scuttling of spiders across the lens of a security camera linked to the system. 
that it was spiders making the village insane somehow seemed fitting and particularly sinister until it was explained that they were just small, insignificant spiders, not gigantic, diabolical ones. The owners of the industrial park turned the volume down and the jittery people of Ipswich began to return to a normal life. insects. They get into everything. They're already into the heads of state. I have heard that. Mainly from you. <laughs> <laughs> but I have heard that. <laughs> oh, very fun piece there, written and narrated by Jody Lorimer with a little electro-impressionism provided by your humble host. I really dig uh, doing those things. I, I think uh, they are so much fun, and I, and I hope you all enjoy them as well. So with that, I think we will uh, call it a show and uh, take our copy of the home version with us as we scuttle between the floorboards and out and under the lawn where we belong, but not before thanking our unindicted co-collaborators in this edition of Fusebox, Carol Adams for profoundly brilliant id and Jody Lorimer for raining and pouring all over our third eye and ears with delight. Yes, and but also, big thanks to our fearless leader here on the uh, Overnightscape Underground channel, Frank Edward Nora for the uh, kind words and epic generosity as always. Thanks as always to our audio anchor in the stormy sonic seas, Milk Keynes, for technical assistance and such and therefore. Pleasure as always, amigo. And of course, thanks to you, friends, for pushing play on this edition of Fusebox as we set forth on another year of discovery and hiding in the basement. If you have not already done so, please feel wildly free to subscribe to this program wherever you have found it, be it uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or on the very OnSug channel themselves. We'd love to have you join us, and it's free. What could be better than that? Oh, I know what you're thinking. A pet pangolin would be as fabulous. Just like old Sparky there. But in lieu of that, friends, subscribing to this program will just make you feel better about yourself. And rest assured, we uh, never share information about any of our subscribers to Russian think tanks or online retailers, except the ones that pay us. So, I have been your yelling frantically at the guy on TV host, Mark Rose, saying, until... Our next cartoon. Fuse.